Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 102. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hey there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. I'm so glad you decided to join us today. Always glad to have you along for the journey and along for this crazy ride. You know the story. I quit my job. I moved to Key West. Can't even say it this morning. I moved to Key West and uh, went from corporate to carny is what I say. So I'm sure that'll be the title of the book that I put out someday after we get to the end of this journey. But I wanted to thank you for joining us. And if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. On there, you'll find a little space. Put in what you want your website address to be. Once you do that, it'll tell you if it's available. It'll tell you how much it is. Prices range from $3.99 to $14.99 a year. And it's easy to sign up. It's a great hosting service, a great domain provider, Bluehost. And if you do that, go ahead and purchase it. I will send you a cheat sheet of plugins to go ahead and get your website set up so that your customers can find you, so that Google Google and Bing and other search engines can find you. And at the same time, it'll hide you from some of the spam robots and people that want to get on your website just to promote their own stuff. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website will find everything you need there. Okay. I am serious. I am completely serious as a heart attack. I have had the craziest obstacle thrown in my way for my business. Now, I know you thought I've been through it all. I thought I've been through it all too, right? Struggling with the, through the slow months, struggling with the product, struggling with the jury and struggling with the, uh, other vendors that want to strive with me or whatever down there and boy went to work the other night and found out now just wanted to let you know that the organization the cultural preservation society has just just last month signed a lease with the city for the next three years the the lease had expired in march of 2014 and we were on a month-to-month basis because they could not negotiate a lease they finally got it in place you know six months nine months later and we just signed the lease so the lease the ink is barely dry on the new lease and I come to work the other night and I find out that the main entrance which also includes a parking lot for probably about a hundred cars at a time but those cars turn over multiple times a night those spark parking spots do so exponentially more than a hundred customers, um, that parking lot and the main entrance there for car and vehicle traffic to the Mallory Square Pier is going to be closed starting today for construction. And it's going to be closed for the next three months. I'm not lying. I can't make this up. I could not make this up. I could not write this into the script if I had been writing out the plot myself. 
So now we've struggled through September, October, November, which were very low volume months. And we sat there and were open. And now January, February, and March, whenever we're hitting the heart of the busy time, the busiest time we will see in 2014, and we get this thrown on us. Now, you know as well as I do that when government tells you that a construction project is going to take three months, how long do you think it's really going to take? I would say double it, right? Six months, you know how construction delays go. So what this is going to mean for business, I have no idea. What this is going to mean for the sunset celebration, I have no idea. If they tear up the parking lot, we have um, a coral, everything, every all the rock we have down in Key West and, and the Keys, we're on like a coral bed. And so we have this coral dust that kicks up around everything. If you try to dig in, it's kind of a beigey kind of a dust that comes from the coral rock. And so if anything gets torn up and construction zones uh, get, get, you know, they're digging in the ground, what happens is everything gets covered with, the best way I can compare it to is the ash that we saw whenever Mount St. Helens exploded um, or, or erupted. It didn't explode, it erupted. Um, but you saw everything covered with that ash and that fine, fine powder, and it's the same, it's the same stuff. So I don't know what this means. I don't know if the whole pier is going to be covered in dust because there's always a wind blowing and there's always, um, you know, it's just a wide open space down there right on the edge of the water. And so we could end up covered in dust. We could end up not being able to uh, Get, I mean, we're not going to be able to get our cars in there. And the thing is, for people like me who drive from out of town and tow a trailer with my food cart, what this is going to mean for me is now we have all 40 vendors that are going to be there every single night bringing in carts, setting up through this me- through this one little minor entrance that can only let one person go at a time. And it's cobblestone. <laughs> To make it even more fun to pull your cart and drag your cart on, uh, it's a cobblestone brick kind of thing. It's old, and um, we're going to be fighting for time to get through there. But then what that means is once you dump your cart off, what it means is I'm going to have to go park like somewhere else in the city. And the closest parking is about maybe a mile or a mile and a half away where I can do actually public parking. And in order to get back to the pier from that public parking that's like a mile away, I'm now going to have to take my bicycle and put it in the car and go park my car and ride my bicycle back and lock it up behind me at the pier. And then when I go to leave, instead of just being able to push my cart out, and hook it onto my car, I've now got to go ride my bike another mile and a half or however far it's going to be to go get my car, load up my bicycle, and then come back and wait in line to <laughs> to get my cart connected just to go home and drive the 45 minutes home. So this is going to add some time to the beginning and the ending. It's going to add some frustration level to the beginning and the ending of our evening and and sunset celebration. And so it is going to make, it is just throwing a monkey wrench in anything. 
I'm hoping that it won't kill Mallory Square business. I mean, there is a significant amount of Mallory Square business that is walking and people that stay in the hotels on either side. There are a few people that come from the cruise ships. Uh, a lot of people come from Duval Street and walk down. Maybe they've parked in other places. But that parking lot is busy. I mean, it is going to really put a damper on some things. So, there's a couple of ways to look at this. I could be like, screw it, I'm not going down there, I'm not going to fool with that. I don't have any option. I've got to make money, I've got to pay my bills, so I'm going to go get down in the thick of it. Yay for me, right? Uh, good times. And so, not only am I going to be taking what I already thought was everything but the kitchen sink down to Mallory Square, and now I'm throwing in my bicycle as well, and I just, I hope I, I, I hope I am able to pull this off in such a way that I can get in and out of there without spending too much time. But the thing that I'm thinking is, number one, it's going to be so frustrating to get in and out of there that maybe some, some vendors will just decide not to fool with it. They'll, many of the other vendors that are down there also have street permits and they, they might just say, you know what, it's, let me just stay out on the street and they'll make their money that way. It's also getting to prime season around here where there are lots of festivals. Every single weekend, there's a festival. We've got the Celtic Festival. We've got the Seafood Festival. We've got the Claw Crab, or the not the Claw Crab, the Stone Crab Festival where they eat the claws of the crab. And uh, we have all the, uh, festival after festival. Maybe some people will just want to do the festivals and say, screw Mallory Square. It's not worth it to go down there. What that means is for the people people that are down there, you could get a larger share of wallet simply because there are fewer vendors down there. The other part of that is that once people are down there, they're down at Mallory Square watching sunset. In order for them to get something else, whether it's food, drink, or whatever, if they've had to park a significant amount of time away, then a significant distance away even, they're going to be more likely to grab what they can grab while they're down there because it's not exactly convenient to just go to the parking lot, hop in your car, and drive wherever you want to go next. So it could work in a couple of ways. It could work beneficially that way. So either way, I've got to make a living and I've got to continue to go down there and get whatever I can get. But here's the here's the real crux of this. You know, even if I had my own business and my own brick-and-mortar location, and I was actually getting my own traffic, in other words, people were walking into my establishment because they wanted my products, this kind of thing could happen. There could be construction on the road out in front of my establishment that would prohibit cars from even making a turn into the place where I was. There there are all kinds of obstacles that could be in your way when you own a business. And this is why, you know, this is why business is not for the faint of heart. It really is not. If this were easy... Everybody be doing it. Everybody be the millionaire next door. And nobody would have any problems. But these type of things, it doesn't matter whether it's a new government regulation. It could be a new city ordinance. It could be, uh, 
the product that you sell is now contained something that's now banned or you cannot get. There are so many things that could happen that are completely and utterly outside of your control. And you're going to have to figure it out as a business owner. I, I think about in Key West, if you've been here in the last two or three years, you've seen that they have done a complete road widening of the main artery around Key West, Roosevelt Boulevard. And what happened was, for a while, they kept changing up the traffic patterns. Sometimes they made it all one way. Sometimes they made it one lane, two ways. But either way, there were businesses along there and hotels that simply had to close because they knew they were not going to survive two or three years on the few people that could make it there by walking. And so there is a whole ghost town of hotels. Now the boulevard is back open now. It just finished in July. And now those hotels and restaurants are being released and they're being rebuilt and they're being, you know, uh, they're, they're being popularized again. But it took people's business away. Many people had to relocate their business or close their business down. We're all susceptible to this, no matter where you are, no matter what your city is, no matter if you own your land, no matter if you don't, there are things without your control that you will always face in business. And the question becomes, what do you do with the obstacles that you're handled? And I have no choice but to continue to reinvent myself. I sometimes look up to see if I have a black cloud following me because I feel like every single thing that could possibly go wrong will go wrong, which is Murphy's Law. You all know it well. And you're probably like me if you've been doing this for very long. You feel like if it can happen to anyone, it will happen to me as well. That's just the kind of luck I have. But you have to look at this in a positive way, and you have to continue to push through if you want your business to survive. Now, if you don't care about your business and you're like, you know what, it wasn't worth it anyway, then these kinds of obstacles are going to push you over the edge and make you draw your line in the sand and say, I'm not doing this anymore. And honestly, it would be so easy right now to close up shop and start updating the resume and sending out the resumes and just get a job. But you know what? That's not where my heart is. My heart is in working for myself and being my own entity as far as business goes. And so, you know, I I couldn't have predicted this. I couldn't have planned this. I really thought the worst was behind me. Now we got to the the through the slow season and now we got the new contract for the city and now we're going to be able to be down at Mallory Square all day long whenever the cruise ships are going to be I mean we're just waiting on a few details before that can happen and suddenly now great let's welcome to the Mallory Square construction zone <sighs> and you know the weird thing about it is if government was more efficient these kind of things could be planned for times when it would be least impactful to business. But you know what? Government doesn't think like business. Government, in most situations, doesn't really care about doing things that are conducive to business. What they care about is doing what they need to do when it's good for them and when it's convenient for them. 
And there are so many opportunities for business people to get in government and try to make it more efficient and try to, I mean, I don't understand why this couldn't have happened in August or why this couldn't have happened in September, October, November out of the way before our busy season hit. Why put something like this as an obstacle in the way of the busiest time of the year for Mallory Square? We just signed a new lease and it, you know, it takes takes about $12,000 a month for the organization just to keep up and to pay all of its overhead, much less not be in the red. <laughs> so it seems a little bit unfair, and it seems it makes you wonder who knew what was going on whenever this all happened. But nonetheless, it was sprung on us. So you pivot, and you do what you got to do, and you pump up the tires on your bicycle, <laughs> And you throw it in and you thank God that you're going to get 15 or 20 extra minutes of exercise every single day in a beautiful part of the world. In the winter, whenever it's freezing cold everywhere else, it's 82 degrees. So who am I to complain about having to ride a bicycle for an extra 30 minutes a day in beautiful weather? It's not like I'm in Minneapolis, right? And let's face it, these are first world problems. They really, they really are. And so I just, I would encourage you to try to really look on the bright side of any kind of thing like this that comes up. You know, I'm counting on there being fewer vendors down there. I'm counting, and maybe some of those vendors are counting on people like me who come from out of town, who don't bring their car down on their bicycle and who have to uh, find a place to park their car once they get rid of their cart. Um, maybe they're counting on people like me not coming and there'll be more there for them, but I'm coming, not giving up, not going to quit, not going to let it beat me. So I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. And so now the great news is (laughs) we'll continue to have to give you updates on what's going on because we're still not to the smooth sailing point down at Mallory Square. And so I guess uh, God knows that I need, uh, you know, need to continue to have things to talk about on the podcast. And so he keeps giving me these crazy monkey wrench kind of things that I would have never been able to anticipate and weren't even on my radar. I never even thought about it. I don't, you know, I haven't looked at the master plan for the city's redevelopment or um, construction projects or anything like that. But, you know, it does prove the point that it's very good for business people to be politically active and to be informed and to go to your city council meetings and go to your county commission meetings and to know what regulations they're talking about and how that could affect you and your business, to know what construction might be going on. Because the thing is, they look at it from the government's perspective. We've got this project. We need to go ahead and get it done. We need to get these funds because if we go ahead and do this by such and such a time, federal funds will match it and the state will pay for it and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? All it takes sometimes is the voice of one business owner saying, hey, wait a minute, you're going to kill me. You're going to kill my business if you do this and bring a solution to the table. Could we do this instead of that? And many times you will actually get a concession that could save your business. So the lesson is roll with the punches because they're going to keep coming. Take whatever you get. Look at the bright side of it. Don't be, you don't have to be a Pollyanna. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, significantly sarcastic enough that I, you know, can see the (laughs) I can see the downside of things as well. But you know what? I also know that there's money to be made because a little bit of construction for people in cars and in a parking lot are not going to stop the amount of foot traffic 
Um, Key West is one of the few places in the country where you can actually come and not have to rent a car. You can actually um, live in Key West and not own a vehicle, and many people do. And there's not too many cities where you can do that and still get around and not be um, stretching it to do that and, and paying taxis and that sort of thing all the time. So that's why everyone has a bicycle and everyone has a scooter in Key West because um, it's possible. And so I uh, I know that that kind of traffic, the foot traffic, is still going to be there. And I am planning on doing what I can do to uh, get the revenue I need for my business from that. So like I say... This is the kind of stuff I can't make up. It only happens to me, and uh, obviously there are some lessons for me to learn through this kind of thing. So if you've got a business that you're looking to start in 2015, why not go ahead and get your website taken care of? It's very simple to do. Go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Put in the web address you want. It'll show you if it's available and the cost associated with it. That's a yearly cost. It's $3.99 to about $14.99. It's very, very cheap. Go ahead and get your website. If you don't get it now, it might not be available when you really want it. So go ahead and get it. Once you get it, I will send you a cheat sheet of plugins to go ahead and get loaded on your website so that you can be visible to the search engines and all the people that you want to find you, but also kind of protect yourself from the spammers that are out there that want to go ahead and put a bunch of stuff on your website that you don't want to hear about. So that's a cheat sheet for plugins. It'll come to you when you go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website and purchase your website. You guys, I can't thank you enough for coming along. Oh my gosh, I hope I'm not stressing you out with all this craziness. But thank you for coming along and for sharing my journey with me and my crazy, crazy life. Who knows where this road is going to end? It's just, I'm thankful to be here every day. I say to myself, I live in one of the most beautiful areas of the country and I'm so thankful to live here. People pay thousands of dollars to come and visit for just a few days where I live and what a wonderful community it is. So I cannot help but be thankful and be grateful every single day I am overwhelmed. Before I go, I'll tell you one thing. I had told you I had some visitors come in for New Year's and we were sitting out by a very, very tiny marina one night eating dinner. It was about 8.30. It was after work. I had met them after I was down, down at the pier we're sitting there eating our dinner, and all of a sudden, we were right by the water, just five feet away from the water, so we could see everything that was going on in the water. And all of a sudden, a big, huge manatee just glides right by us. And it goes over to the corner, and it stays in the corner drinking some water for a little while. There was some fresh water over there, and it, it stayed there for a little while. Before you know it, a little smaller manatee came in right behind it. You know, you cannot go out to dinner in many places in the world and have a manatee, wild manatee, a beautiful sea cow, glide right by you and kind of be in your presence for your dinner. It's amazing, and this kind of stuff happens every day in the Florida Keys. So it's a beautiful place to visit. If you ever have any questions about it, please hit me up. You know where to find me online, brickandmortarreporter.com podcast uh, website then you can also go to facebook brick and mortar reporter podcast and you can also go to at bam reporter on twitter so let me know if you're coming i'd love to tell you where to go and uh, help you out any way you can 
Thanks for being a part of this crazy, crazy journey and let me get in your head a little bit today. I hope you have a fantastic day no matter where you are. All right. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local. 